episode of Intellects the Petty Radio brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. And as always on the mighty, mighty, mighty Nerd DJs Radio Network. Yo, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I have to laugh at myself, man, because all we do is bring fucking legends to the table. And today is absolutely no exception. We got DJ, iHeart executive, host, uh, 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 promoter, Whatever, just the man wears a thousand hats, and I don't have the time to name them all. We got Jay Levon in the building. What's going on? What's up, man? That's a hell of an intro, man. I thought I was the king of intros, but that is one hell of an intro for your boy. And thank you, man. I'm you blessed know. to be here on Intellectually Petty Radio, man. I be trying, man. I've been working out, and I and you got like a gazillion alphabets after your name, man. So I'm gonna let you explain what all that means. Well, Jay Levine wears many hats, man. Um, hate to speak of myself in third person, but I'm an AE for iHeartMedia, which is iHeartRadio affiliates. If you know the five stations within the market, that's going to be 97.9 WJLB, Mix 92.3, 100.3 WNIC, as well as Channel 955 and 106.7 WLLZ. Uh, as far as an account executive, I'm in sales. That's the simplest way to uh, put it. I actually create uh customizable packages at any rate or level uh for you guys to be able to market your business and get it out to the masses with reach that's the biggest thing and have roi on the back end let's not forget about that outside of that i have uh levon media group uh and, and che levon with my business partner uh sexy cat uh that is also marketing it's also uh hosting podcasting and entertainment and management on some side and then also vip and the d as well man so it's it's a blessing to have all those things underneath my uh my span of my resume <laughs> but it's the, biggest, that. It, it's the biggest thing just to be able to uh still expand my network um one of the biggest things i will I want to do is network to net worth. You know what I'm saying? That's my motto, my trademark. That's that's network to net worth. And that's how I've gotten here and gotten as far as I have in the industry. So it's a blessing, man. So Okay. Well, let me start off about me, because that's mm-hmm. most important. Um well, understandable. <laughs> I, I've been doing my podcast for years. Uh finally got a manager last year. Shout out to Rita, who has done a Phenomenal fucking job. I cannot thank her enough. Uh, but, okay, so we want to take it to the next level. I come mm-hmm. to you. I'm broke. Well, not broke. I am mm-hmm. not rich by any stretch of the imagination. But I want to get my shit out there. I've got guests, everybody from Malcolm Jamal Warner to Dr. Umar. Mm-hmm. How do I get more eyeballs on my shit if I come to you? How much is it going to cost me? Well, one of the biggest things that I tell everybody is marketing isn't cheap. You know, it takes money to make money, a straight money set. Uh, one of the biggest things is the medium of television and then radio. 
are not one of the cheapest things at all. None of those things are ever going to be cheap. Print is relatively uh, affordable in some cases, but the biggest thing is, is we had encompassed so many things from OTT, which is over the top television, to uh, actually digital products, streaming products, such as podcasting in our platform with iHeartRadio and the iHeart audience network, which extends into Spotify and the Pandoras and those things. Outside of that, we do have broadcast radio, as I stated. So for you, you would come to me and say, hey, I want to advertise and get my podcast on to iHeartRadio platform. We would identify your actual demo. We would look at how many subscribers and users that you actually have, create an ROI off, based off of that. Look at the budget that is the totality of whatever you have to spend and then say, hey, which markets do you want to be in? Is it Detroit? Is it LA? Is it New York? Do you want to be in uh, Chicago? Wherever. If you want your uh, podcast to reach these people, here's how much it's going to cost. And usually I will say, and I don't want to turn anybody away from it, but I have to be honest because that's my my whole thing. I have to be honest for, and upfront with you. I love transparency when I'm selling, but at the end of the day, it does cost. And truthfully with broadcast radio, I tell nobody, don't come with anything less than a thousand dollars at the end of the day for one week, for one week. You know uh, why? Because it's all about frequency. Uh, no matter what, when you're doing social media, it's frequency. How many times you post in a day uh, to reach your actual followers to get into that algorithm. When it's actual radio, it's how many times have somebody seen your brand or heard your brand, I should say, television is seen. Same coincidence uh, or scenario. And from there, it's the repetitive nature of hearing that. So you feel comfortable yeah. with the brand at the end of the day. Now, with something like a podcast, I would say, hey, look, let's look at the actual markets that you want to be in, your budget for the month. Let's see if we can put something together. Uh, but a lot of times, even with social media, um, we had to turn away a big name client, an auto dealer, just the other day. And that was just based upon, hey, you don't have the budget to do social media with us at this point in time. Now, we have other ways of doing things. We have other ways of actually uh, marketing your brand and actually getting you a return on investment. So we came up with another strategy. It was just below uh, the threshold, but hey, we always have a solution for you here at iHeartMedia. And I always have a solution for you for anything that you really need. Damn, a, auto, a, a dealership didn't have a bread? <laughs> You'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised. Some dealerships are selling more than others. Some dealerships aren't. Um, the biggest thing is it's all about volume. Um, the audio industry suffered a lot from the strike. The auto industry suffered a lot from the pandemic. So they're just gaining ground right now on a lot of these things. And some dealerships sell more than others in certain PMAs, primary marketing audiences or areas, I should say. Um, outside of that, man, I mean, that dealership is just one of the, the tiered dealerships that I work with. And I'm happy to say that they've had had successful campaigns. Um, we've actually had one campaign that didn't work. That was just one out of a thousand. But still, it, it's one of those <laughs> things we have a great relationship. And at the end of the day, uh, we found something else for them to do through our terrestrial. Yo, so I'm looking at uh, some of the people that like the flyer. Mm -hmm. And a lot, a lot of these people I've never heard of. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to their page, they in the loop. Mm-hmm. How long have you been working on this 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 circle of relationships? I call it. 
Mm, how long have I been working on the circular relationships? I would say since my mother uh, actually introduced me to networking and business. Uh, my mother, uh, I'm going to say Linda, and I'm not going to say her last name. You know, I don't want nobody searching for her. <laughs> <laughs> Author Lindell on IG, if you would like. Uh, she taught me business. Um, she taught me business ethics. My father taught me how to talk to people and my uncles. Uh, basically, since I was five years old, five years old, and she would bring me to her events that she would have. Uh, she was, at the time, just an employee, but she became a VP of uh, an actual 501c3 charity or nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually Center for Empowerment and Economic Development or the WISE program, Women's Initiatives and Self-Improvement. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she grew this company with uh, her uh, colleague at the time and president, Michelle, and it became a national uh, uh, nonprofit to the point where she was actually bringing people in like Bill Clinton on his second uh, tour. Uh, she brought him to Ypsilanti. Maya Angelou, before she passed away, way back when, when she came to Ypsilanti, she brought her in. Uh, Joe Clark, uh, and the list goes on and on. And Debbie Dingle, things. The Joe Clark, like the principal? Yes, the actual principal, not Morgan Freeman. She oh, actually brought in. Yes, I got to meet that man at a young, very, very young age. Uh, and that's how I learned how to network the power of relationships and business and making sure that you're always continuing to meet the next person that might elevate your business, your brand and your name. That's at, at, at the end of the day, your name is your brand. So, yo, man. And, and for the record, man, I kind of hate people, which is mm-hmm. odd that I enjoy doing this. But I, I can keep my distance and have good conversations. Mm-hmm. But well, hate, hate is a strong word. We we, we gotta say dislike with a passion. <laughs> no, 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 no. We we gonna be accurate and be honest. I hate I hate people. Generally speaking, um, uh-huh. but kind of petty. That's kind of petty, but intellectually petty. <laughs> I, I like, I'm gonna use that. <laughs> but. I am realizing um, that I'm doing myself a disservice by not being outside a little bit more. And, you know, since I, uh, since I met uh, Troy, who will be on the show at seven, uh, Troy Mm -hmm. Muhammad and Mikey, Mm -hmm. they have opened my eyes to the, the, the effectiveness of networking. Always, always, you know, and, and just where we met at, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I've, I've interviewed several people just from that encounter at that particular networking event, people that I would have never come in contact with otherwise who are phenomenal fucking people. Exactly. That's the biggest what, thing. What do you, what's the downside of it? Um, the downside of always networking, um, you're always out. You're always spending a little cash. You're always doing something. Uh, there's really no downtime to just sit back and relax because whether it's for IHM uh, iHeartMedia, and I'm out at a Detroit fashion community event. Um, shout out to Kevin Maples over there. Uh, 
if I'm at that event, I'm collecting contacts the whole time and telling people, hey, this is what I do in my career. I could help your business at any point in time. And if you don't have somebody, please refer me to somebody. The referral is one of the biggest things in sales that people always have to have. You know, it's the word of mouth. Uh, if you're a cook, you want somebody to tell somebody else, man, that food was slapping, bro. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> but at the end of, at the end of the day, uh, I have to be able to put myself because I am a brand, uh, whether whether you like it or not. Salespeople hate to say that, oh, you're not a brand. You're just a seller. No, you are a brand because somebody has to trust you to be able to give you a budget and then their funds and then wait to see what happens. That's the right. biggest thing. So it's the trust value. And then once you get that trust from somebody, that that introduction, uh, they say, hey, I actually like you and, you know, I'm willing to talk. That's where the, the conversations move forward. Um, even last night, I was out at uh, the Connie Diamond. Uh, she's actually a New York rapper uh, in Def Jam and a, a, a clever curation group with Chantel. I, 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 I did not get an invite to that, um, I, but my manager was there. So shout out to you. <laughs> well, I will say this. Sorry for not giving you the invite on my behalf. I know I had got it sent uh, just prior, probably 48 hours before. So, and then if your manager was out there, she need to get you out there. You need to be at every single event, but you you outside of the, the area a little bit. You know, your, bit. Your, your, your travels is very far. So we understand. Again, Man. it costs money just to network. But that's one of the biggest things. Uh, I was at that event and I started networking again with people people I already knew. Like when I walk into a building, people know me by face or they know my name. And sometimes I haven't even had uh, some of the owners, the owner of Shadow Gallery, I didn't even have his number in my phone. But I, we've known each other for three years. We've been backstage at events. We've, we've hung out. We've drunk. He'll pass me shots and all of that stuff. But the networking, if I hadn't went out, I wouldn't have had his number. We wouldn't be talking about future things uh, to come. So that was one of the biggest things is always getting out there, taking your time. It, you're going to be out after work. So it's an extra job on a, in an essence of itself. Man. But at the same time, it's very rewarding when you do it right. So people like Mikey, he does a great job. Mikey does an excellent job. Shout out to Mikey Eckenstein. Uh, he does everything perfectly. He's uh, networked since he was with the whole D2L family uh, and Eminem. So in that Kid Rock era coming up. So he's done great things and he's built a platform for himself. That's one of my mentors. That's my big brother. So a great example of networking. Chantel Wicklever Curation, uh, her network with uh, Def Jam, and when she did work with them, she expanded and made her own collection group afterwards. And she was a former I, uh, AE for uh, iHeartMedia. So it shows you that every person that's an entrepreneur is really a seller, and it's always about network to network. <laughs> that's it. Yo, man, and, and I tell people all the time, man, watching Mikey at an event is a, cla a master class mm -hmm. in dealing with people because mm -hmm. everybody's always asking them for something that's another thing about networking and sales you always have somebody asking for something I, but like, at the same time see, you never see this motherfucker get frustrated or irritated none of that shit and me personally i'd be looking like bro i could i don't want to talk to this many people no because uh you always have to show good grace and faith 
uh, with everything you do. Uh, you know, you may be agitated at the point in time. You may not want to be there. Then remove yourself from that situation after you've been there, you know, and go. But never show somebody a face card. Uh, the biggest thing is we're playing poker here and you want to win. So at the end of the day, you always got to be just on point, on point. Um, shoot, I, I could tell you some stories about people who weren't on point in the industry. And they, okay, they I got time. You got time? <laughs> I got time. Yes, nigga. I'm, um, I'm petty. I need a story. All right. All right. Um, you know, this is one of the stories that I always tell people that with your first interaction with somebody, it's everlasting. Now, you could always have a second chance with somebody, but at the same time, that first impression is always going to stick with them. And what happened was I was an intern for WJLB, my, my stations right now. And this is the worst the worst person that I say from the industry and music industry, worst interaction, not the worst person, the worst interaction. Let me say that. Okay. The worst interaction I've ever had. And it actually didn't even resonate. It didn't, it didn't happen to me all the way. It happened to everybody that was there. So it was at WJLB. Uh, we were actually doing a promotion for uh, Mother's Day with Mix okay. 92.3. Great station. Great things were happening. They were doing a lot at that time. And one of the people that came in was Jaheim. <laughs> so Jaheim was doing a performance. And then before the performance, he was supposed to come out and meet the mothers for an actual dinner. Mm -hmm. And at that dinner, he was supposed to sit down, you know, talk, have autographs. It was only a two hour appearance. It was at Arturo's in Detroit. Right. And I remember this day because, one, my mother's birthday is uh, and usually falls on Mother's Day. She was born on Mother's Day. Okay. So Jaheem is her favorite, <laughs> her favorite artist at the time. And with that being said, we sat there at our tours. I was a promotions intern. And that means I help. I set up everything. I make sure everybody's catered to. All the uh, uh, listeners feel comfortable. Everybody sat down, ate. No Jaheen. Everybody sat down and waited for a little bit longer. No Jaheen. Our two-hour appearance time is over, and it could have been not his fault. It could have been the plane. Could have been some other things. I'll give him that. Um, it turns into three hours, and Arturos tells us, "Hey, we have to move go. you guys outside. There's another uh uh." uh party that's coming in uh, we have to set up for them but you guys can wait on our patio so we said we'll wait wait about another 35 45 minutes finally here comes the white escalade oh. and one of my good friends in the industry i'm not gonna name him at this point in time but he was the a and r at the time and he said you know uh hey man we ready but we gotta hurry this up Okay, great. We'll do that. We'll make sure everybody gets oh, to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're an hour and a half late, but now we got to rush you. Okay. No, we actually we're almost <laughs> three hours late. Okay. Almost. My, my, my bad. My bad. <laughs> but at that time, uh, he walked back to the car, and after he walked back to the car, he mumbled some things. See James head linking out. Then all of a sudden, he comes back and he says he don't want to get out. He don't want to get out. <laughs> what you mean you don't want to get out? <laughs> he don't want to get out. Now, mind you, I spend this man's record still to this day. So shout out to Jaheim for making great music. But at this instance, this instance, I was hurt. 
And I was hurt looking at the mothers because they're wondering what's going on. And we're having a private conversation with the A&R. He said he doesn't want to get out. He don't feel good. We're like, but we've been waiting and you guys could have told us. He was like, he just don't want to get out. So he goes back and he talks with them. He said, all right, man, he's going to get out. He's going to take these pictures for these ladies. You know, we're going we gonna to make it right. Great. Great. I didn't have a quarrel with all of that. I was disappointed a little bit that that was said, but the real quarrel I had with it was the mannerism when he got out the car. And when he got out the car, it was just the dis, the disconcern for the people there. It was the uh, 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 no smile on your face. As we stated with Mikey, there's no smile on your face, even though you're going through something. It's just anger. It felt like, you know, like you didn't want to be there. But these are your biggest fans. They they won. They have the opportunity to be in front of you. This is once in a lifetime. This is a memory they'll cherish for the rest of their life. And I'll never forget it. He walks over and he goes. Mm. <laughs> all pictures, all the pictures. And one of the ladies yelled out, and I'll never forget it. Smile, Jahi. We want to hear you, see you smile. No, <laughs> he was still doing the same thing. <laughs> Bro, my, I was so angry, but I asked my my boss at the time, shout out to Lester Tennyhill. He's he was my boss at the time at one point in time, and I became his colleague later on, <laughs> you know. But I asked him, you know, this is my mother's birthday, and it's also Mother's Day. Can I go, you know, have her come up as well? He was like, yeah, come on, come on, go get her. And I'll never forget it. My mom looked from the parking lot because she was parked only a couple of rows over because at the time, you know, she's helping me out, you know. Right. I'm 18, 19. And she said... I said, Mom, do you want to get a picture with him? They said, it's okay. No, I want to get you in trouble. I was like, come on, Mom. They said it was good. She was like, no, nah, Jay, he don't look up too happy. And that broke my heart because at that point in time, she already knew what was going on. Wait, 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 she, was, was, was this clean Jaheim or was this scruffy, like homeless looking? No, it, it wasn't scruffy homeless Jaheim. They wouldn't even ask him to come out <laughs> to sing at that point in time. This was... UP, <laughs> like this was never give up, Jaheen. This was, you know, this was, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> like, give this nigga a break. You know, I'm, I'm trying to look for an outfit. Damn. That's that's what I mean by that. And I won't tell you what happened afterwards, the stories we heard and saw, but that's allegedly anyways. But this is factual because I've seen it. But that stood with me to the point where I was like, Jaheim, man, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't even want to play his music, but I still do because everybody deserves a second chance at, at everything. But it never left me of that was the worst thing that I had ever seen, and I always said, you ha can't wear your emotions on your shoulder, you know. And you, you, you gotta show your poker face at all times because you never know who you may be in front of. You never know who you may meet. Most millionaires don't wear all the flashy stuff that black folks wear anyways. So you could be standing next to somebody and they could put you in a position if you're talking right, smiling right, acting right, and you're good and positive at the end of the day. So always, always put on a good face. You know, if not a good face, a good front. <laughs> Yo, that's wild, bro. That's that's yeah. that's horrible. So look, I'm I'm looking at your IG, man. Just just looking at like 50 Cent. 
mm-hmm. uh, Master P, uh, mm-hmm. uh, was that Nivea? I mean, the, there's a who's who of people. Wow, Skiller Baby with your son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to iHeartMedia for helping out with that 979 WJLB coach for kids at that point. Go ahead. <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, I actually was outside of that event. Mm. And because my um where where was I? Oh, that I think that was the night of the uh the the the, the event at uh Cambria. Uh it could have been different days, but I know specifically with the which one are you talking about? Skiller Baby specifically? It was Skiller Baby. I know Ober Roland was there and I can't remember who else was. It was somebody else there. But could the be line the- was so fucking long, I, I just left it. I was like, I don't need a coat. You know, mm-hmm. I was just going to kind of network a little bit, but I, eh, you know, the shit was just popping. But I, I, I my, my point was, especially with Skiller Baby, I'm like, uh, I've never met the guy, um, but I'm very oh, proud of of the way he has been going about his business. Some of the uh, the, the the fence mending that he has helped with, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. him and Forty Two Doug have have for me of their generation set themselves apart outside of music mm-hmm. but just as good dudes really trying to 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 keep the city in unison um skiller baby is an example of the good experience and putting that face forward because he was running he literally jumped off the plane when i took that picture like he was running to coats for kids to mm-hmm. be there and make sure that him, Sada, and T were all there, you know? And one of the biggest things that I know is he was like, man, I'm hungry. I'm trying to, you know, and still when I asked him, hey, my son is here. He's your biggest fan plus his friend. He said, no problem. No problem, bro. Let's do this. And I'll never forget it. Like my son's sitting here, like he's showing them stuff. He's like, oh yeah, man. And even when he was talking with the mothers of other kids, you know, and the grandmothers and all that. He was so humble. He was so freaking mm-hmm. humble. And it just left a, a left an impression on me that I was always like, man, this dude is going to go far because one, he knows how to handle himself in different rooms at all points and times. And he never changes the next week I, or really next two days later. I saw him posting. He was in church, <laughs> you know, with the with the church clothes on. Got to make it here. It just shows that's a good experience that will always resonate. So if anybody said anything bad about him, I'd be like, nah, that's not Skiller, baby. <laughs> that's not him. From what I got, I, that brother did everything right. <laughs> and he was so humble. So I know you wrong. And the same with 42 Doug, because he was humble. I would never forget it. He was at a big show. And for some reason, he came through. I don't think he was performing, but he came through the crowd with his people. And the security at the front gate, no, 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 you can't get back. You can't get back. I'm like, bro, that's 42 Doug. He needs to be back there. <laughs> like, you gotta let him in. He was like, hey, thanks, bro. That's all good. I'm like, no problem. He was like, no, nah, that's real. Like, that's that's a good experience. He could have just walked off. And I've had artists do that that are local. Just walk off after you help them get in somewhere and not even say two words to you. Then look at you backstage like, who was you? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, 
that that's just a good experience of always putting your best foot forward too as well and those two men they have elevated the game for detroit rap music that concert unfortunately i missed it mm-hmm. <laughs> with 42 doug and it was epic i had a dj at that point in time uh but it just hearing about it still seeing the video still seeing what one man can do when he brings mm-hmm. in his whole label because that was already a pre-set date uh with the cmg concert but to make it his own, especially when he got out, it was big. It was huge. Man. It was immaculate. So shout out to those two for put, being, you know, putting on the city. And then Skillet Babies mentioned in Jack Harlow's music. So <laughs> I ain't like that. I'm just gonna you didn't like that? I did not like that at all, bro. You get like first off, I ain't a Jack Harlow fan. Oh, second, why is that? I, they forcing them on us. Okay, understandable. I don't like that. Um, but secondly, man, you shouldn't have been performing at that game. Skiller Baby should have been performing at that game. I don't know who's <laughs> controlling they, 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 you know, entertainment shit. But I don't want to hear somebody from a, a gazillion miles away talking about I get luck. No, bro, from who? <laughs> Here's what I'll say about that. Uh, I've watched Jack Harlow's career from the early stages of some of his music all the way to now, and he has evolved. Um, one of the biggest things that I'll say to that Super Bowl performance, Jack A, Detroit was like, you got to do better, bro. <laughs> you got to come in here with some energy, man. But I still love his music. Why? Because it's always energetic and I always hear something different than the other other rappers that are out there of the same you know, race that still are more so repetitive. You know, to me... I don't care what anybody say. Best rapper alive is going to be Eminem right behind that Jay-Z. <laughs> so those two compete at all points in times. Mm. But my biggest thing is, is and, and I heard them. My biggest thing is. Because I can't is, agree with that, bro. Like, like, Why would you not agree with that? Let me because, ask. Because, and, and I, you know. I don't want to be the driver, but I, go I, ahead. I, I, I fucks with M. Okay. M on dope. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Sober M. Different. Different. I, average. Let's not say average. Different. Average. Can you rap, rap, God, word from word, syllable from syllable? I don't care if I can like adding syllables doesn't make you a better MC. But how not? Because that's just like saying that's just like saying big puns. Dead in the middle of Little Italy. Little did we know that we riddle two middlemen who didn't do diddly. There's so many syllables in okay, that. But 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 that's big pun. Big pun was just a dope ass fucking MC. Like so is it. I listen to Doggy Style from front to back, and Snoop, but is not on anybody's top ten pen list. But Snoop is a dope ass artist. I don't know because it's the capital S or yes, a fresh a double O P. <laughs> like those, and I and you see, I love music, so those ways to combine words and rhythm and cadence with the different. You hit the nail on the head right there. His cadences and his flow mm-hmm. were just not the same. You're talking and about so, Jack Harlow, right? No, I'm talking about M. M, okay. Yeah, just not the so, same on Okay. Whereas the syllables worked when you, you, you was in the pocket. Mm-hmm. When you no longer in the pocket, on paper sounds good, you know, and it, it you know, every once in a while he gets it. But for most people that that have a real bad, you know, have a substance issue, and 
that's part of their creative process their imagination yep. and losing that makes you a better person in real life mm-hmm. but in the booth sometimes and i think royce for me is the only person that got better all all day that royce like just from song selection the structure the cake like he just got better eminem mm-hmm. did not he got worse and now we and maybe it's it's because the first two albums were so fucking dope yes yes that is exactly one of the reasons and again he's a, a master storyteller a master storyteller i mean if you look back to role model to scary story scary movies with royce the five nine those brothers told stories and they you could literally see it before you even saw the video in your head that's the biggest thing about him and the difference you know from then till now now he is the man that is just going to rip you apart with so many so many verbs and nouns and everything else it's just going to be MGK, bro like the key not i don't even know to rip you apart bro like i i would love to talk to the brother about it he lost the MGK? Yes, he did. Uh, I say that's still an ongoing battle to me. They was about even to me on that one. We we, we diverging off on subject, but dang. not, man, because I'm going to talk about anything. Anything goes. True bro, indeed. He lost. True indeed. He lost. No, but <sighs> I got Okay, so I got a question totally off of that topic. Mm-hmm. So me and Rita have been talking about, uh, you know, kind of uh, dipping our toe into, like, doing some events. Mm-hmm. Um what I would like to do first is like, uh, you know, just be one of the sponsors. How do I go about like, say, okay, VIP and the D is throwing a, a networking event. I want to have my logo up there and come and schmooze with some people and kind of learn the art of doing that. Is that, is that something that's possible? Do you, yes, like how do you possible. go about doing that? So for a person, if you are the, the client and you mm-hmm. want to be a sponsor, on some events such as the beautiful machine magazine event that just uh, passed or VIP and the D networking pop-up shop, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. First thing you need to do is reach out to that person, uh, that business contact. Now, okay. if you can't find it, there's always Google. People are lazy these days. They don't feel like just even Googling <laughs> something and you got your <laughs> phone in your hand. It pisses me off. It pisses me off. You at, I hate when people ask me questions that are simple and they could just look it up. That's it. <laughs> you know, um, but at the end of the day, you're going to reach out to that business contact and then you're going to reach out to their social medias and then you're going to reach out to them v- via email, whatever way you can. Now, behind that, once you get in contact with them, usually they'll have a, a proposed package already planned out. So it'll be, hey, this is this tier sponsorship. This gets you a booth. This gets you uh, your table. And then you also get uh, visuals on the actual, per se, uh, flyer. Now, the next tier may be all of that. Plus, if they have a radio or television ad, then you'll be mentioned in that. Or if they're on Fox 2 News for a special occasion, then you get the mentions in that. Thank you to our sponsors. This, 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 and this. Then, past that, I mean, there's going to be different tiers and different levels of that. That's the easiest way. If you want to get a part of our events, which we will have uh, soon in 2024, late 2024, we're planning some things with VIP and the D and Tasha LeVon. Um, but you can always uh, reach out to us directly. And if you don't have a contact, look in your phone 
for the people that are close to them. You're on Instagram. You see these people with them. Stop being scared. The one big thing is, is somebody asked me uh, the other day, man, you know, why ain't we call nobody? And I said, well, you know, I don't call you because I don't want to reach out and feel like I'm taking something from you. I'm a very humble man. I want it to be a right time. He said, no, bro, closed mouths don't get fed. That's the biggest thing, man. So always reach out and network with me. So look in your phone and reach out to those people that may know those people because a referral, again, is the best way. It's a warm call, not a cold call. And then that's how you get in contact with somebody from there. That's the biggest thing with that. Um, but it's very relatively easy. And like I said, people usually have proposed packages that are already planned mm -hmm. out. So being a sponsor for something like that or even iHeartMedia, of course, you can reach out to me and then we'll find that right event. Yeah, we have to, to talk about that. that. We got to talk about that. <laughs> I definitely, I, you know, I when they search for shit, I want to be on the first couple pages. But hey, I, I'm gonna add to what you said, just for me personally, because I don't like asking for people, asking people for anything. Um, mm -hmm. The people that 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 I deal with, um, I'm I'm gonna always, you know, no matter, because I've come across a lot of just dope ass people that will just do shit because they believe mm -hmm. in what I'm doing or they think I'm a cool person, whatever the case may be. But I always, you know, every once in a while, I just hit them up randomly. Hey, is there anything I can do for you? There you go. And that's the and, biggest thing. Yeah, because people in positions of power are used to everybody asking them for something, but they aren't used to somebody asking them, is there something I can do for you? Hey, there's a uh, the, one of the general managers, well, I should say uh, partners, over at the Garden Theater. One of my good friends. If I call him, I'm in there. <laughs> don't matter if there's a line, don't matter what event, security knows me, but I call him. Come on, hurry up. Let's go. Come on in. My friend once said, uh, my friend uh, Santana, he said, hey, man, have you ever seen that uh, one scene in Goodfellas where uh, Jimmy is walking to his date? Through the uh, restaurant, through the back door, and then they set the table down for him. Yeah, that's Jay Levine right there, man. I walk through everywhere <laughs> through the back door because he knows everybody. And I'm like, no, that's not true. But I had to think about it one day as I did it, and it was literally almost similar to that. And I was like, wow, it's the power of my network and all of these years of building trust and relationships with people in business and around the community that now i get access to certain things you know so and again it's your brand i'm not some of the big people out here are big influencers i'm very much behind the scenes i'm a very calm cool chill person i love to dj do music and make people i'm a vibe curator <laughs> at the end of the day yo that's dope like i don't you, you need you need to uh, uh get a trademark on that because i ain't heard now, that one before ding, ding. <laughs> that right there yo dj what, like, how long have you been DJing? Since I was 16. 16. Um, never forget it. My uh, my aunt, Auntie, we, that's what we called her. Uh, she was like my grandmother since I lost both of my grandmothers before I was born. And she took that role. And one of the biggest things that she uh, did, and I said, I want to be a DJ. I want to try this. I want to do this. I love music. You know, as a kid, Shoot, I had started a singing group, and I thought I was going to be Ronnie, Bobby, Vicky, and Mike. <laughs> you can ask some of my friends right now. They'll laugh at it, but we talked about that the last week. Trying to be, you know, in the industry. I really wanted to be that, that winner of that Grammy. But as time went on, I said, okay, 
let me transfer my skills and what I like to do. And I never mm-hmm. forgot that I watched my uncle DJ and I watched a few of my friends who had parents, they DJed and my cousin DJ. So I was like, let me try this. And she bought me my first starter pack. It was two new Mark 12s and oh. literally the vinyls. And I'm a vinyl DJ. I'm not a Serato, you know, uh, punch the keys, keyboard DJ. No, literally I was on vinyl and she bought me one tape, which was the 101 Shure mixtape. And it taught you how to do certain back uh, backspins and juggles and all that stuff. And I studied my craft for a full year. Um, and one of the things that was said in that tape, uh, the guy, he DJed for, and I can't remember which one, but he DJed for uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, he also DJed for uh, Tribe Called Quest and a couple other people. But he said, in the Art of War, Sun Tzu said, if you study your craft for one year without any distractions, no alcohol, no women, no nothing, <laughs> you know, without those distractions. I know it's hard. Trust me, it was hard. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but, I wonder I ain't got nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, you intellectually petty, my brother. So <laughs> you somewhere. <laughs> one of the biggest things with it, he said in the art of Sun Tzu, if you study these things for one year and you put forth that time into your craft, then you will be the master of your craft after 365 days. Even 50 Cent said that. He said, if you sit back and you shut off the world. You know, forget all the social media and you hone in on your craft. You don't go out to the clubs. You don't sit here and do all the things that everybody else is doing. You will you will win. You will actually win because you put forth the energy into that. But it takes you sitting back for one year, you know, and actually learning and doing uh, the steps needed to prepare you for what you're destined for. Okay, so. You got the Fox Theater. Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And you get to pick one DJ. That's not you. That's not me. From DJ Detroit Bobby. or just one DJ period? One DJ period. Who you got? Oh, man. Man. Somebody. Okay. I'm going to start off like this. I'm going to do a local and a national one. Okay. Local is going to be, and people are going to hate me for this. Uh, if it's the older crowd, then it's going to be steady rock all day. Mr. Shane Park, Mr. Aretha Franklin. If it's the younger crowd, it's going to be DJ Carter anytime. Why? Because DJ Carter knows how to not only control the crowd, but also he's a, he's been doing see, this since. See, I don't want spot. that shit though. Like, no, no, no. You, can't, you can't have it both ways, bro. <laughs> oh, you got to pick one. Steady rock. Yeah. Okay. Steady you. rock. Steady rock. And I love you, for, for me. I love you, you, <laughs> ain't no, you ain't really a DJ if I gotta give you an age frame. Ah see, that's true. That's true. Because when I DJ, I could go to a bar or a white bar and I could sit there and spend country to hip hop to pop and come back to with a little EDM and come back to the rap hits all at once in one night. You'll hear everything. But I have my segments, but you'll hear everything. And if I want to freestyle and just make you hear everything, you'll hear it all blend just by BPMs. Half the DJ is reading the room. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the one big thing that Steady Rock always said to me. And we actually talked about the other day. He got a DJ. He gave him the opportunity. That DJ had people walking out of the room. So the people called him was like, (laughs) (laughs) hey, man. 
who's this who's this guy like he's like uh make sure you're here next time steady right okay all right all right and at the end of the day, Steady Rock, the way he controls the crowd, the way his energy is from start to finish, he's never changed up. I've known this man for at least my whole radio career since uh-huh. I was 19, 20. So literally, and, and I'm 36 now, but at this time, it's literally 16 years and he's just always been the same. So shout out to Steady Rock, Mr. Aretha Franklin, Mr. Shane Park. That's one of the best DJs of all time. Now on a national tip, a national, national tip. Um, gosh, DJ Khaled killed it for me. I, I ain't going to lie. Uh, Envy is great. Yes. When you go to the How you way that kid Capri, bro, we bought the look. We bought look the fight, I'm a DJ man. Jazzy Jeff fan. I'm no, a no, D- no, not, not, not Jazzy Jeff. Jeff. I'm talking about <laughs> kid Capri. Like, I'm like DJ Jazzy Jeff, I, I one of the goats. Mm-hmm. But it's like like Kid Capri had me at the crib through Instagram, sweating up a storm. Like your man's knows how to DJ a part. Khaled. Here's the thing about Khaled. I love arenas. I love places where there's a lot of people. Even uh, I had an ex girlfriend, and she said, "You know why are you always at the club?" And I'd be like. I just like the environment. Well, you out there talking to girls. No, I'm not. I'm in the DJ booth catching a vibe, listening to everybody. And that arena feel when somebody is DJing and they take you from point A to B to C and different genres of music and make white, black, Indian and Filipino people feel all types of music, including hip hop. And I'm not talking about the the clean hip hop. I'm talking about the trashy, dirty, make you want to just, hey, we want some. (laughs) And there's kids there, but they're too young for that. You don't know nothing about it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Remember, I'm a DJ. (laughs) I, you ain't gonna dollar bill me. You ain't gonna say all you do is spin records. <laughs> Who's you? Uh, my Capri? bad. My bad. <laughs> Who's you? DJ Coop. <laughs> but no, that's that's one of the things. And I went to one of the concerts that he was DJing at. I think it was the uh, Jay Z and Justin Timberlake, and that was the first time he DJed. Uh, you know, before the Beyonce on the Run tours, and he killed it. He killed it. I'll never forget. It was at Ford Field, and he killed it from start to finish. So behind the scenes, he it really is a DJ. He kills it. That's one of my favorite DJs of all time. Yo, man, and all this time, I've been hating the man for being the culture vulture. And not that that's changing much, but okay, <laughs> I'm going to have to give him a little, a little latitude now. Mm-hmm. I just thought the DJ was just, you know, some some letters in front of his name to make it sound better. No, it's just like me. Um, pretty much, I'm a DJ, but after DJ, and I got into music production. It's sitting right here in my office. You know, uh, I produced beats for a while. That's how he moved on to that platform, and then he became an executive producer on albums, and then he became well what DJs are doing now, and he made it famous, very much more famous, just like DJ Quick, even though Quick is a rapper, which is the difference. Uh, he actually transformed and said, this is a business move. Let me put all these artists onto one album and I'm producing the music and I'm collecting uh, certain beats from certain people and I collectively put them together to make a great album, but it's my name on it. And at the end of the day, they get their credits, they get their money and I make money as well. 
And he's revolutionized that. I mean, you can look at some of the people that have followed suit. Uh, well, actually, prior to him, DJ Drama. DJ Drama was the best at right, that. Like, like, All day. I can't give him that. DJ Drama, K-Slay, Clue, mm-hmm. uh, even Funkmaster Flex. Flex, you, know, you got to like, give it up to Flex, too. Hell, if you want to go back, man, the Drunken Master. Yes. <laughs> See you going. You know your history. <laughs> well, first I interviewed Drunken Master. Um, wow. you know, wild story. He used to date my cousin. <laughs> that that don't start off good, but keep going. No, 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 this is a, we we um I was t- we was we, when he came on. Um, I was talking about uh uh because I remember one time we was in this after hours on uh grass shit. Mm-hmm. Shit went sideways. Niggas start shooting at each other. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there. this nigga was there with us. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh, talk man. Embarrassed him, but you like, bro, come on, let's go. You don't know. <laughs> Yo, this shit, this shit was wild though, man. Is, niggas was shooting dice on the on the pool table, one way yeah. in, one way out. One nigga, uh, I, I guess he was losing. I don't know what the case was. I wasn't paying attention to the action. Mm-hmm. And he put out, I seen this dude pull out a gun, start shooting in the air. And the other nigga put out a gun and start shooting that nigga. Yeah, that's 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 uh you know, no incrimination we uh <laughs> but shoot hey that's what happens and and people don't understand that's what's been happening for a long time that's sad man because in Detroit it was the wild wild west for a long time for a long long time and still in some areas it still is you know what I mean and that's not just Detroit I'm shoot i'll tell you the straight facts i dj'd at a spot where that happened several times just in a one year span and people don't understand for us djs or people that you know are in this club life because i also was in the club life as far as like uh you know assistant managing and helping um and security as well you see a lot of things going on and a lot of things going down that most people would not even understand. And you live with a lot of PTSD and you have to put on a great face at all points in time. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you know, you got to at some point you got to say no to that club, too, though. Like, bro, Yes. Know. Yes, that is yeah. true. But when it pays the bills, sometimes you'd be like, man, <laughs> all money ain't good money. That is true. So that's what somebody else said to me too. But we're not going. That's a whole nother conversation. They call that Die Hard of Hipsty, That location. <laughs> Shit, yo. Um, I was watching a a, a a little special on YouTube about Blade. Mm. What did Blade mean to hip hop in Detroit? Everything, man. We still, <laughs> we still like with Blade. It was the first time that you could actually be sort of flashy with with it you know it was more so we already did that because detroit is a not flashy flashy city but it's a stunning no, city no it's it's a flashy flashy city you got to have your shit if you could buy a lime green cadillac you will <laughs> one of my uh cousins uh god rest his soul he was a true detroit player he, if you look in his closet we told him and i'll never forget it your whole closet looked like an easter pastel <laughs> basket <laughs> but that's the truth about detroit is it's literally one of those cities where you know it, it was sort of flashy but we were still in that grit and grind era like the yeah. 90s yeah. And what he did was he said, no, nah, we're going back to this and let's talk about getting money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's really talk about getting money. And it flowed into 
you know, the rest of the people that were around him, you know, and the people that weren't around him, the the East versus West side, you know, uh, Dub Boys cash out, you know, versus Team East side. You can hear some of his his rapping style still to this day, even with the T yeah. Grizzlies. So it's that influence that transcend. And with Blade, you know, it was just you felt like he was your homeboy. It, like you didn't want to fuck with him, but you felt like it was your homeboy. And uh, low key, I'll never forget it. When I was young, I think I was 16 out at summer jams. And I actually bumped into him because we were all moving around, everybody, you know, through the crowd. And somebody was like, I was like, oh, my bad, bro. You know, he was like, no, you good, bro. Another time. Didn't know who he was, but somebody behind me, a girl was like, oh, yeah, they played high school. And I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm with my homeboy. I ain't even supposed to be out of the house. I was grounded at that summer jail. The last one that they did at Heart Plaza. Because all them fights. And <sighs> literally, I was just like, man, you know, like, well, we ain't going to bother them. Just keep it moving, bro. But still, it's just those interactions. Like, it, it's a cool-ass dude. Like, you know, and it's just sad that, you know, his life, you know, was ended so early. And, you know, that's a, sad to say about a lot of our artists yeah. and upcoming people. R.I.P. Slick B, you know, um, one of the best DJs around, you know, in you know, he was slain. So, you know, 1-800-SPEAK-UP, too, <laughs> if you have any information on that. But that's that's the biggest things that I would say about Blade is he gave a lot to that our city, and you still see it transcending to this day. And, you know, just you know man's what? legacy. That nigga was Maserati Rick for rappers. You feel that way? Yeah. Damn, that's, that's a... Good ass accolade and death at the same time. But man, that's but but he like and, and not to say like you say, other niggas talk that shit. A lot of niggas in the city talk that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh you know, Big Hurt for me is my favorite out the city ever. But that nigga, as far as talking that shit, mm-hmm. that was him. He, yeah, he made you smell the smoke of crack. He made <laughs> you feel like you just walked in the dancery, nigga, and you was iced out. You know, you had the mink on. You mm-hmm. know, he made you feel like you was at City Slickers spending a a, a bankroll. Right. Even for right. niggas that had no money, he made you feel like like you was spending money and. and oh. Man, man, just when you be in a club, I'll never forget it with WJLB, uh, Plan B nightclub at the time with 211 Ultra Lounge at the basement. And this song hit, man, it was a rap. It was a rap. I'll never forget being on the second floor looking down. It's now Tri- Trust Nightclub, if you ever mm-hmm. been there, if anybody wants to visit. Uh, you just look down and you see just everybody just bossed up, just it. And you wanted that's that Detroit man uh, uh lifestyle. You want to get money and you're gonna figure out a way, some man. way, somehow. Yes, either gonna grind it out or you gonna you know handle your business on the business corporate side, whatever it is, but you're gonna get your money. Most man. of us are just hustlers by nature, so man. yeah. Yo, I remember I seen uh the Cheddar Boys do uh old boy in Hard Plaza. I wasn't even fucking Cheddar Boys fan, man. I was a rock bottom fan all day. Do 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 do. Nigga, when them niggas did, oh boy. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. 
We ain't playing no games. Oh, boy. We be spraying new things. God damn, man. And that's what I feel bad for this generation is that they don't see the, like, they miss the downtown being downtown. Talking about for no for no reason at all. They're just for, being on Jefferson oh, and just just oh. seeing car after car after car and walking. Oh, uh, again, I had snuck out for <laughs> for uh I don't think it was uh uh the fireworks, but it was some type of event and riding down Jefferson with my boys, chilling in the car, doing what we do, you know, back then it was you smoking, drinking, all that stuff, but man. still it was it was life, man. That was You'll never see Bell Isle with 2,000, 3,000 people on it packed for the, you know, all end oh, to end. And then that bitch down. Right. And the police had to come through and tell everybody to leave. And they did that big wall, that oh, big three God. car wall. And they, <laughs> they would make one car, they would make one car back up. And then the next one back up and they kicked them out. Then they move forward. Then they make the rest of them kick. <laughs> yeah. You'll never Yo. see that again, man. Yo, never. Man. But in, in the essence, you know, it, it's it's the evolution of everything that has to go on in Detroit only because we have to see the growth and expansion of it. You know, we are one of the fastest grow, regrowing cities right now. Um, and then also our economy is too. So a lot of money is being poured back into Detroit. It, deterred some you know things that we used to love but hey it's all about safety and making sure yeah, that but I, I don't know that that we're seeing we're seeing our our share of like what we supposed to for those people that stuck it out no you're not no because no, i'm gonna say Mike you're not and uh we're Gilly not are yeah they definitely getting they, they own downtown at this point those two mm-hmm. yes yes um do i think some of those proceeds should be given back to people that have like had 20, 30 years in the city and stayed in the city. Like my uh, pops and my stepmother. Yes. Their taxes should be low <laughs> on their homes. Yeah. They should um, get grandfathered in on some sweetheart deals. For they should get grants. Yeah. I say yeah. they should get grants to be able to buy and purchase uh, homes in the city and then re uh, renovate them. I mean, that's that's a big thing. They should be doing that. Like, there are people that stuck in the trenches, you know, and even though they redlined Detroit, we're going to be honest about it. They redlined that whole city uh, from end to end, all the way from east downtown, all the way over to the west side of Telegraph, into Redford, and down all the way to southwest. Now you're seeing the revitalization of, you know, their, their wrongings, but... I think we we are do something and we are do something, you know, and, you know, I only say I only say y'all sometimes because technically I wasn't a, a resident of Detroit. I am from Ann Arbor. I will say that outright. Hail to the oh. victims. Oh. <laughs> I've lived oh. in Detroit. But I am a Ann Arbor boy at the end of the oh, day. Shout ATL. <laughs> Although, shout, shout out to the, to, to the Harborough, man. Like, like Harborough, what you doing, bro? Like, they, uh, the, you, you can't try to win another one. Anyway. Um, and Harborough. <laughs> and, I, you know, a lot of my checks went to U of M. Shout out to my daughter. She graduated from there, so. Congratulations um, to her. Hail to the yeah. victors again. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, but man. Um, anyway, um, 
if people want to get in touch with you, how they go about doing that? You get in touch with me so many ways. Uh, my information and my cell phone number, well, hell, I'm in sales, so I'm going to say it anyways. 734-972-3544. If you didn't hear me the first time, it's 734-972-3544. You can reach me directly if you need any of these three businesses help, especially with iHeartMedia. I'm in sales. I can help create any type of digital, social, or radio terrestrial campaign for you, a business of any size. Also, LMG with marketing and also management with my partner, Tasha Levon with Sexy Cat. And then VIP and the D, if you have any events that are going on, any event, please hit us up. We get the promotion out there, especially when it comes from our page. You will get ROI. You will get that return on investment, my boy. So come on and just give me a call. Also, <laughs> you can see me on social media, the letter I, the letter M, J-A-Y-L-A-V-O-N. That's the letter I, the letter M, J-A-Y-L-A-V-O-N. I'm Jay LeVon. Yo, I'm going to hit you up tomorrow because I got a game show I want to talk to you about. Hey, man, I'm ready. I'm ready for uh -huh. all things and all things that New God shit. brings to me. Blessings. That's you. all I want. <laughs> I got you, man. Me too. I can use a couple of them. I heard dollars. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the good use. Right. I already are right here. <laughs> Yo, Matt, this has been a phenomenal conversation, bro. I truly appreciate you for stopping by, man. Um, I'll throw a couple of clips together in the next couple of days and put them out there. Make sure y'all support Y'all check out the interview. Um, and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share Intellectually Petty Radio YouTube channel and all things Intellectually Petty. Yeah. On that yeah. note, man, yo, I'll holler at you, bro. Yo, I I, I got you, man. We'll definitely be chopping it up. Appreciate it. We're going to chop it up. Hey, brothers for life from this point on, man. For Absolutely. real. I got you. And thank you for having me on. This is a blessing. I feel honored to be here in this seat speaking with you. For real. Oh, man. I'm gonna cry a little bit. That's actually yeah. <laughs> tears and shit. <laughs> right, I'll holler at you, bro. You have a good one. You have a blessed one. Peace. All right, peace. Yo, don't forget, in one hour, I got student minister Troy uh from Detroit's mosque number one coming on. As if you know me, man, that is family. Um, yo, that was a very, very, very dope conversation. Shout out to Jay Levon again, and don't forget to tap into him. Uh, what's up, bro? You know it don't stop, man. And shout out to you, bro, because you one of the you you one of those people that that been fucking with me for a minute now, man. So and you you have seen the growth. You see that I no, uh, it don't stop because I don't fucking quit, man. I wasn't raised that way. I'll never quit. Success is not a, a, a if; it's a win with me. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna happen. You already know. On anyway, on that note, man, I'm out of here. I'll see y'all in an hour. Well, actually, 57 minutes. Peace. Y'all have a good one.